Hi, my name is Lee Christek, and let me warn you, this is probably the most boring testimony you will ever hear. But the basics. I was born in 1957, grew up in a foreign country, New Jersey, <laughs> and right across the, the river uh, in South Jersey, in a, a church-growing but non-evangelical family, the youngest of five brothers. The church we attended for most of my youth was Temple Lutheran Church in Pensalkin, part of the Lutheran Church, an American denomination. I had a long but not very deep relationship with my church and my God. It was always there, but not something that affected me in my everyday life. During my college years, my best friend, Joe, uh, invited me to get involved with a Christian youth group. I joined and began to realize, after studying the Bible with the group, that while I always had been a church killer, a personal relationship with God was missing in my life. Later, Joe encouraged me to attend a week-long uh, program called the Institute in Basic Youth Conflicts. Well, at this conference, I remember hearing a story recounted by the speaker that really hit home with me. In the story, a farmer comes to Christ and carves the date on a stake and pounds it into the ground in back of his house. And whenever Satan leads him to question his commitment to Christ, he'll walk out to that stake and look at it and have a visual reminder of his commitment. The speaker then invited the people at the seminar to make this time and place their metaphorical stake. The need to do that really clicked with me, and so at that point I did, asking Christ to be my Savior and turning my life over to him. And whenever I feel shaky in my faith, I can go back to that moment and re am reassured of my commitment. Through the youth group I was involved, I met a young man named Chuck Donald, who became a real good friend of mine. Uh, his father was an unemployed pastor who became interested in a church in Philadelphia called Calvary Memorial. Uh, when Chuck and I started attending there, I followed along and now count that as one of the major blessings in my life that God's given me. By this time, I graduated from college, gotten a good job as a software engineer at a startup computer firm, but like many people who finished college, I had lost pretty much all the friends I'd had for the last four years. At Calvary Memorial, however, they had a very large and active singles group, perhaps 40 or more attending at, at each meeting. And this really blessed me with a great set of Christian friends and the chance to get involved in any ministries that the group did. It was while I was a member of this group that I met my wife, Carolyn, and we married in 1984. We have two sons, uh, Steve and Jeffrey. After getting married, we lived in Ben Salem, and I joined Langhorn Terrace Baptist Church. And while I was there, I was blessed to have gotten involved with the Awana ministry. For those who are not aware of the Awana ministry, it's a church-based evangelical ministry for kids starting about preschool and running through junior high. Langhorn had a large program that involved more than 100 kids from the area uh, converging on their facility every Friday night. And it was really a huge blessing to, to help out with that. I know there's people who have had kids in that program, actually who were kids in that program who are in, the, in our congregation today. Later on, I was asked by one of the pastors of the church to come to a meeting where he wanted to discuss starting a new puppet ministry involving elementary kids at the church. I felt I didn't really have time for this, but maybe I could just kind of help out around the edges. I did attend, and it was one of those wonderful twists in life where God gets you to take on some task you would normally never even consider. I was the only adult that showed up at the meeting and therefore became director of the new ministry. <laughs> but 
I found a real blessing to have directed the, the Kids Quest puppet ministry at Lancorn for a number of years. It turned out to be a great opportunity to teach kids the joy of service um, as we took Bible-based puppet shows around to different senior facilities and to other churches and other venues where we that would have us. <clears throat> Unfortunately, in 2001, my career in information technology came to an end. At the time, I was working as a web producer for the Wall Street Journal website. I remember standing on the window of a conference room on the 14th floor of the World Financial Center in New York after meeting with the CTO of Dow Jones, thinking how well my life and career was going. I had it made, but God threw challenges into my life to remind me I needed him. Within a year, the World Financial Center was uninhabitable as a result of the 9-11 terrorist attack, and the recession had burst the internet bubble. I was out of work in an economy overloaded with employed middle managers and with a new mortgage to boot. I spent two years without full-time work. However, God was gracious to us, and Karen got a job with the school district, which really helped out. Finally, I was able to get a position with the College of New Jersey Police Department, initially in their dispatch room and later as their communications supervisor, and that's where I still work today. While at the college, I also earned my master's degree in teaching and had a chance to work with unprivileged elementary kids in Trenton. Later on, I was also worked as a adjunct professor in the Education Department Community and Career Services Program for special needs students, a blessing I would never have received if I had spent the rest of my life working at Dow Jones. This experience brought home to me that no matter one's race, intellectual capacity, social position, country origin, we're all God's children and deserve love and respect. I felt through all these years, God had really blessed me and my family. Many of those blessings have come through us through a small group ministries that we've been involved in. Well, many people might picture God's blessing through mighty miracles you see in the Bible, like parting the Red Sea. Most of his work is actually done through the hands of his people, and in my opinion, the best place for this is a small group Bible study. My family has been involved with four small groups of the past almost 30 years. We study together, pray for each other, and help carry each other's burdens. People in the groups we've been in have lost parents, siblings, children, jobs, and businesses. They suffered serious illnesses, family strife, and disappointments, yet were never alone because of members of the group who bathed them in prayer and helped and listened to their problems when they needed it and offered a pair of hands to help out with some need. And while small groups are great to lean on in hard times, they're also wonderful in places to dig, dig, dig deeper into the word to better understand God's wisdom and celebrate the joyful times that God gives us. I currently lead the small group centered around the Holland Churchville area, though most of our meetings at this point are in cyberspace using Zoom. As a leader of the small group, I would urge everyone to take advantage of this opportunity God has given us by getting involved in small groups to create friendships that will bear burdens and strengthen you in your study of the word. Thanks for your time this morning. <clears throat>